Welcome in to episode six of the How You Say podcast. I'm Boyd. I'm AJ. And here we go. I'll jump right into the recap for week four. Uh, this is a big week. A lot of high-scoring teams this week. Six different teams scored over 129 points, and four of them over 144 points. Uh, interesting note, three of the big scores uh, combined for three wins between them. Or four of them. Four of them combined th- for three wins between them. No, three. Sorry. Three of them com- have combined for three wins. Corey, combined. Corey at 0 and 4 had his big point uh, of the year. Andrew had a 169, and AJ had a 144. A bunch of, a bunch of personal bests this week. Uh, marquee matchup, Christine and Corey. Uh, ended up being about a 33-point spread. Uh, it was an interesting matchup. So I was with Christine and Corey having lunch for the morning games. And it was tight. Christina was quite upset when OJ Howard got pulled and mm. looked, or injured slowly. Yeah. And Corey was just nervous. Were you guys watching football somewhere in Walla Walla? No. We we were being more civilized. Oh, okay. We were having a nice brunch while Corey and I were looking at our phones. <laughs> Classic. Um... Corey needs to do something about his wide receivers, and I think he m- might just have. Alan Robinson is probably going to be dropped soon. Mm. And Mike Williams, 1.5 points. He could have started his favorite guy. Corey Davis, the namesake, yeah. yeah. Left him on his bench with 26 points. Uh, probably wouldn't have been the difference, but still would have helped things a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, big games out of his running backs and Derek Carr uh, somehow came back to life. And Jags put up a respectable 13, but it was not enough to take down Christina's juggernaut of a team. Uh, she's going to win the championship, right? Yeah. Like, it's, like, a, it's hers to lose. Yeah, it's a if foregone she, conclusion. If she doesn't win it, well, then it's almost as if she's coming lost. It would, it would be a huge choke job at this point if Christina did not win the championship. Uh, next matchup we're going to talk about is Andrew and AJ. Uh, Andrew put up a gigantic 169. Okay, so Andrew's done this twice now. Like, two weeks in a row, he's had players who've vastly, vastly outscored what they should be doing. The golf and cup stack was just insane. Incredible. Like, over 80 points. Mm-hmm. And that was on Thursday night. So I'd basically given up. <laughs> but I made it respectable. I was hoping... Like, Hilton got injured before the game went into overtime. Yeah. That was annoying. Mm-hmm. And I read up that Lynch could have had another 15 points because, like, a 50 or 60-yard touchdown got called back. Oh, man. Brutal. And then Sanders was Sanders. So, who knows what could have been. That's probably going to be my season. What could have been? I'll say this for what could have been. Andrew scored 169. He only got a half a point out of his tight end. He could have scored 180-190. Anyway, uh, next matchup was me versus Danny. This had basically no drama whatsoever. Uh, Coming out of Thursday, I was actually feeling pretty good. I got 35 out of my quarterback. Kirk Cousins, and he did have 22 out of Brandon Cooks, and so projections had me as, I think, about a 5 or 10 point favorite, but then Sunday happened, and my team just went straight into the shitter. I ended up losing by 60 points. 
So, uh, yeah. Changes are coming for the Kickers or People 2 squad. <laughs> no job is safe. Well, you also lost your tight end. I also lost my tight end. He did get me 40 yards and a touchdown before breaking his ankle gruesomely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that kind of seems to be the thing with my team, is uh, whatever tight end I put in there will eventually go down for the year, probably in gruesome fashion. <laughs> Next matchup we had was Holtzclaw and Tansy. Uh, also, big blowout. Uh, Tansy with a 54-point win, 108-54. to I'm not really sure what happened with Holtzclaw's team. Uh, well, the one point from Fitzpatrick. That's what happened. Uh-huh. Zero points from Sammy Watkins. Point yep. three out of Isaiah Kroll. It's not what you want to see. Uh, is, this... is Holtzclaw even managing his team? I mean, like... honestly, that, that starting lineup looks decent. You know, Lamar Miller, Kroll, Adams, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Watkins. Fitzpatrick's been money. Just nobody performed. Everybody had probably their worst game of the season. And Tony was frisky. Naheem Hines with the two-touchdown game. John Brown had a good game. Sony Michelle with his first career 100-yard game. So wasn't the week to post a 50. Maybe if uh, if Holtzclaw actually had Mahomes, like his team name would suggest, uh, he would have done a little better. Uh, next matchup, we had uh, the Jersey Boys, Eric and Justin. Uh, close matchup. In fact, closest of the weekend with a... Almost 14-point spread, and Eric reigned victorious. And won the weekly prize. And won the weekly prize. Which Eric, was closest. Yes, it was the uh, closest margin of victory. Um, yeah, that, Eric's team's feisty. They, he's got he's got a good couple of running backs. Uh, Wentz is back, scored a 23 in his return, or his second game back, rather. And uh, Robert Woods and Zach Ertz each put up some pretty good games, so... Here comes Eric. Okay, and the battle of the girls. Laura came out on top easily, 139 to 90. Uh, Probably didn't help that Barrett started the Vikings D that scored an amazing, and it is truly amazing, negative 11 points. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen... Points go that low, Barrett. So congratulations. And that was only on 38 points given up. Like, I feel like I, there are teams that have been given up 50 points before and they don't score that much negative. So truly impressive. Not only that, because we thought AJ starting New Orleans defense with a negative eight in week one was about the worst a defense could perform. <laughs> and lo and behold, Vikings proved you can do even worse than that. Yeah. Like, if she hadn't started a defense... It would have been better. Well, I started the Browns defense, who put up a negative five. So another situation in which I would have been better off just not starting a defense. But even with the perfect lineup of no defense for Barrett, she still wouldn't have caught up to Laura. So Laura's team also performed really well across the board. Her uh, her love child, Alex Collins, didn't quite perform to standard, but everyone else did. Everyone else was in double digits. Matty Ice looking like the early leader for pickup of the year. I think since he got picked up, uh, all three games have been 30-plus points, including a 44-pointer last week. Mm -hmm. So nice job, Laura. All right, let's uh, roll into transactions. Uh, We actually have a couple different weeks of waivers to get through since we recorded this before the waiver period last week. So last week's big get was Baker Mayfield. Uh, Went for $18, had a couple of different bids on him, Uh, went Mm -hmm. to... Eric. 
personally, I think that's a, a pretty decent move. I mean, he's got wins, uh, but I think Mayfield's got a lot of skills. Obviously, number one overall pick. It'll be pretty interesting to see how the Jalen Richards bid plays out. Owning the starting running back for the Raiders, Lynch is looking amazing. <laughs> right, he's back to beast mode. He is piling back to full miles. beast mode. That yeah. is uh, that's a big statement there, Betty. Exactly. I think it is. I would say I would say curious move. Uh, Fifteen dollars spent on Jalen Richard. No other bids spent. Um, obviously, we will see what happens with that situation. Uh, I'm guessing Tony's banking on him becoming uh, a Tariq Cohen type, if you will, and being the receiver in that backfield. And who knows? Uh, you know, Tony sitting at two and two, not looking too shabby. I mean, we've taken shots at his team, but uh, he's got the same record as me. So what do I know? Um, so just continuing to add to the pile of running backs. Mm-hmm. And so moving on to our weekly segment of Boso's Bonkers, what were you doing, right? Also, not to be outdone this week, there are two other teams that also had bonkers, which we'll get to Mm. this week. Uh, I've got a problem with you calling this a weekly segment. I feel like there have been zero (laughs) weeks of bonkers thus far, and I'm going to defend myself. I assume uh, you're referring to the DJ Moore yeah, set of moves. so for those that are unaware, Boyd decided on Thursday, Thursday or Friday, was it? Friday night. Friday night to drop DJ Moore for Cameron Meredith. Correct. Then, as soon as he dropped him, potentially put in a bid on waivers for him of $8. Correct. And so, Saturday morning, the waivers won round, and Boyd picks him up for $8. Eight small dollars, yes. Well, this, you know, may spark a larger debate, uh, but it was it was all calculated. This was not a mistake. I didn't mistakenly drop DJ Moore, realize my mistake, and then spend $8 to get him back on my team. Uh, this was a, a strategic move. I drafted DJ Moore, uh, I believe it was the seventh round, and so he would be a six-round keeper for next year. I believe in the talent. You know, he's the first receiver taken in this year's NFL draft. Uh, he showed pretty well in the preseason, and I was merely trying to extract a little more value out of him by making him a final round keeper as opposed to a six round keeper. So I dropped him. Uh, he was freely available to anybody that wanted to make a claim. I only bid $8, so I could have easily been outbid. And now he's on my team for a final round keeper cost, and I believe that he's going to become the next breakout star. So- and... You believe this is not the first time that a team has done this? I believe there are other teams in the past that have dropped guys so that they could pick them up and make them a final round keeper as opposed to wherever their draft round is. I don't, would you like to name names? I don't know that that's necessary. I'm just saying that this would not be the first time it's happened. Um, like potentially an attractive horse, maybe? I don't know anything about that. Alright, so not to be outdone, Eric had the case of the Arizona wide receivers drop dropping fiasco where he dropped two Eagles running backs. Being an Eagles fan, I feel he would know the difference between the two Eagles. You would think. But supposedly he dropped them by accident, only meaning to drop one. 
quickly called up the commissioner and got the collect Eagles running back back onto his team. Yes. While we at the How You Say podcast completely believe this is all above board, and it did happen before any games started on Sunday, who knows what may happen next time. Yeah, I mean, seems like an honest mistake. Uh, dropped him, picked him back up 40 minutes later. Maybe it took 40 minutes to get through to the small, small town of Walla Walla. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So we follow that up with uh, Tuesday, or sorry, Wednesday on the waiver wire. Corey went through the circus of picking up Niners defense, dropping Niners defense for Mark Walton, dropping Mark Walton for Niners defense. In the space of just over an hour. Yeah. Not the first time he's done this, as, as we've discussed on this very podcast. Uh, he had a little uh, carousel going with David Njoku and Devontae Parker and Josh yeah. Doxson, where, uh, you know, once a day he would drop one and pick up the other one. So I think Corey's just toying with us a little bit. Okay, so to um, before we go to this week's waivers, there were two trades that happened. Yes. Yesterday. Big just trades. before waivers. I don't know if there were big trades. I was involved in one. It was a straight swap of lying backs. Mm-hmm. Dion Lewis for Alan Jones. Yes. Uh, your thoughts on the trade before I get into my losing? Me first? Okay. Um, I think I like it from your perspective. I like Aaron Jones as a player. Um, Dion Lewis has far succeeded uh, or surpassed I think most people's expectations, at least coming out of college. He continues to be productive. He's in a situation now in which he's split in time with Derrick Henry, and he's been more productive than Henry, and so you like that if you're Danny. Um, so I I think I like Jones. I think I like his situation better. I think I like him as a player just a little bit more. So I, I would give you the edge in this one, but I, I could see it both ways. Yeah, I just felt I needed to divest from the Tennessee Titans backfield. Okay. Like having both running backs of the committee, which, FYI, Danny has in the Blancos backfield. Yes. Starting both last week. Yeah. And both were productive. They so. were both in the 14 to 15 point range. And we will be having Danny on board. Oh, online later on. Yeah. To- we'll ask him about this trade. So, so what were you thinking? You, you just didn't want both Tennessee Titans running backs? Is that basically what it boiled down to? I believe I paid a little bit of an over where Lewis is more productive right now than Jones is. Mm-hmm. But I believe Jones has a higher upside. Okay. Like if you were to say you've got three players of Dale Kennelly, Dion Lewis, and Alan Jones. The two players with the highest upside are, I believe, Henley and Jones. Probably. As in, if Henley ever gets back to, say, 100-yard games, I don't think he ever will this year. Well, we'll find out. But, And that's the other thing. I can't drop Henley. If I drop him, you, you idiots are going to spend like $15 on him. Mm, at least, yes. So, that's my dilemma. All right, well... For your sake, I hope Aaron Jones works out. And so moving on to the last bonker of the... Oh, we only talked about Corey. Yeah. So moving on to the second trade of the week uh, was Corey. 
and Corey was able to acquire Mike Evans and Evan Ingram for TJ Yeldon, Julian Edelman, David Njoku, and Demarius Thomas. I I don't know. Um, Corey doing his special two-for-one twice, so... Four-for-two. Four-for-two trade. He, he has Jordan Weed, so I'm interested in his Evan Ingram trade. Like, why? I think he's probably realizing that Jordan Reed is not going to make it all year, and so hopefully Ingram is back by the time Jordan Reed gets his <laughs> inevitable season-ending so injury. he's basically picked up another injured tight end yeah. to account for his potentially injured tight end. Exactly. And if I look at it that way, I'm like, okay, Mike Evans for TJ Yeldon and Julian Edelman and Demelius Thomas. I'm like, uh... I I like Tony's side of things. He, you do? Yeah, I do. Okay. Like, Fournette is struggling. Fournette also struggled last year. Well, he's struggling to see the field with that hamstring yeah. of his. And he struggled last year to see the field. He was injured parts of last year. He was, yeah. All right. So, Yeldon is an RB1 when Fournette isn't there. Hmm... Or would he you could, say Grant takes up some of the... He could be in this year's NFL because running back is so weird. As, yep. we, as we've discussed, it, the, you know, you've got your top guys and then there's you know 10 or 15 guys that are basically interchangeable. Is Yeldon in that group? Probably. I mean, would he have been a top 10 running back in this situation last year? I don't think so. But this year, he might be. And he's probably the wild card here. Uh, the strange thing about this trade is that you could make the argument that Corey has picked up all these guys off waivers. Technically, Demarius was a trade, but, I mean, he got Demarius from you for George Kittle and some other pieces, so... Oh, some other pieces? Some other pieces, yeah. Like, but, but, like, you probably don't accept like that a, trade if you don't get George Kittle. I got Marshall and Lynch. Yeah, you got Lynch. But you wouldn't have done Who, that trade for just Lynch. Am I right? I wouldn't have given him lead. Okay. I wanted Kittle because I was giving up lead. So, if you hear me, humor me for a second, if you go that far, then you could say that Corey just picked up Mike Evans from the waiver wire. And obviously that's an <laughs> odd way to look at it, but, like, that's basically, like, you know, Corey spent the fab money to get Yeldon and Edelman. And, and Kittle. And Kittle. And it netted him Demarius Thomas plus some other pieces. Or it took other pieces to get... Thomas, but that's basically what he spent in order to add Mike Evans to a roster that includes Kareem Hunt and Ezekiel Elliott and his boy, Corey Davis. So I like this trade from Corey's perspective. I understand that this is a situation in which Tony did not have a particularly deep team. And so for him to get uh, what is probably a starting running back, at least for a couple weeks and Edelman and Thomas, you can throw in there. I think they're more like wide receiver threes. Okay. You know, it, it gives him more starting spots, but I, but Tony got or uh, Corey got the best player in this deal. And agreed. But uh, Corey got the best player in this deal right now. Yeldon may be the best player in this deal. I don't think that's true. I think, and and maybe that's an opinion. But and the other thing to note is. He's now got a loss to two tight ends. Okay. He's he's not going to drop lead. Because, well, you could go, okay, Evan, uh, England comes back full strength. 
after two weeks, maybe you drop. Well, when Reed or... goes down for the year with a torn ACL, then he might drop Reed. Yes, but now he's got one less loss to spot. Now he and his bench is gutted. Yeah, Corey's team is not particularly deep. Uh, you know, getting through the bye weeks will be a little dicey. Um, but as we've seen, I mean, Corey's all over that waiver wire. So, you know. Well, he can pick up Devontae Parker now. He can. And honestly, that's probably what this move was. You know, he traded away and Joku uh, made Tony drop Parker, and now he can pick up Parker. So the carousel continues, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, we should move on. So moving on. To- uh this, week. this week's waivers, uh, Tariq Cohen went for a big $18. Most bid, five bids on Tariq Cohen, most bids on any player. Hey. Won by uh, yours truly for an $18 bid. Do you like my sloppy seconds? I love your sloppy seconds. Thank you for driving Tariq Cohen. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the other part of this is early Sunday morning, AJ dropped Tariq Cohen for Ronald Jones. Uh, tell me Wait, about that move. Do I have two running backs named Jones? Yes, now? you do. <laughs> There's probably more out there that you can get. But tell me about this move from your perspective. Dropping Tariq Cohen, picking up uh, Ronald Jones. What do you like about Jones? What do you not like about your boy Tariq Cohen? You've been all over his jock since last year. Cohen is one of those... Like, so, what you hate, what I hate in fantasy football is trying to predict the boom weeks for players that can just go crazy but have a really low floor so if you start Cohen in a bad week he's going to give you one maybe less I think his floor is higher than that I think uh, it may have taken Matt Nagy a little while to figure out what they're going to do with him but the last couple weeks he's been pretty productive and yeah no I'll I'll give you boomer bust Um, Um, what I'm hoping for with him is that he's suitable as a bye week play because I think I've got enough running backs ahead of him to where I'm not starting him every week. I okay. need him for the bye weeks because I'm not uh, as deep in running back as I would like to be. And, look, Jordan Howard's getting fewer and fewer touches each week. So so with Ronald Jones, um, I drafted him. Yes, you did. And then I dropped him. And then you picked him back up. And then I picked him back kind up. Kind of like DJ Moore, except you didn't have to spend $8 on him. And, and he, was, he was on the way, on free agency for a week or okay. two. Uh, I saw reports that he's active. Okay. And I was like, okay, let's see what he does. And he did. He was he got 10 carries. He did. 29 yards, nothing mm-hmm. to let home about. Not at all. Uh, but that this is the first week he was back in uh, actual season play instead of preseason play. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? They've got a bye week. Uh, maybe he's their RB1 come uh, week six. Peyton Barber certainly hasn't done anything. So, I I mean, look, I, I like both players. Uh, I understand the move from your perspective. You're going a little more upside. I mean, Ronald Jones's uh, best case scenario is... Potentially an RB1. You know, 20-plus yep. carries, uh, you know, 80 to 100 yards, a touchdown here and there. I, I think the, the the ceiling, like the median ceiling for him is higher than with Cohen. I mean, Cohen can still get you the 25-point weeks, as we saw last week. But Good luck. But as you said, uh, this happened last less predictable. Year, by the way. Okay. Cohen, this happened last year. He had two boom weeks, and then he did nothing for about five or six, maybe eight weeks. 
and then he had one more boom week. Well, we'll see. Cohen uh, may be back on the waiver wire in two weeks or so. We, we shall certainly see. All right, well, uh, let's move on to our call-in guest. Uh, this week, we've got new to the league, Danny DeBruin, uh, one of Andrew's uh, groomsmen and best friends. Joining us now live via WhatsApp voice call, uh, Danny DeBruin. Danny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. I'm good, too. So, Boyd. Glad to hear it. Boyd, you know you don't get charged extra for calling people in California now. Oh, I, I don't know. Are you in California right now, Danny? Yes, I am. San Jose or, or somewhere else? I am technically in the city of Campbell. Gamble. Gamble or Campbell? It's right outside San Jose. Oh, Campbell okay. with a C, like the soup. Mm, excellent. Uh, whatever, I like using WhatsApp, just because uh, I'm company man. Anyway, <laughs> so Danny, uh, welcome to the league. You're 3-1 and one and uh, beating the snot out of a couple of us already, which I'm not too appreciative of. Uh, how do you like it so far? <laughs> uh, it's It's been good. It's taken a little bit getting used to. It's my first uh, keeper league, Okay. and being that I was coming in using somebody else's roster i was i didn't really have any uh you know keepers that i was attached to or anything like that so i was kind of uh felt like i was coming from a little bit of a handicap in that situation but it's all good i'm three and one it's okay mm-hmm. of course it's all good you're three and one yeah honestly i mean the two new <laughs> members are six and two so far showing the rest of us how it's done <laughs> uh so oh, me and the ladies i mean somebody's got to join us that's right uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, the trade atmosphere. How are you finding You've made a couple of deals. Uh, I think you actually made like three or four deals. Uh, are you finding it easy to trade with people? Are, you, are, are people produ- proposing trades to you, or are you the one seeking out these trades? Uh, I've predominantly been the one sending offers. Okay. Uh, I have, obviously, I just, I'm new to the league, but I have a history of uh, being uh, trade happy. Uh, so I'm not afraid to make a whole bunch of moves, but uh, yeah, so far uh, so, I've been I've been sending the majority of offers. So how many offers have you and Corey exchanged? Because if you've been listening, Corey is the very trade happy uh, participant in our league. Yeah, he he seems that way. Uh, if you're counting our first. Uh, negotiations, if you will, when we pulled off the Julio Jones Ezekiel Elliott trade, mm-hmm. there were probably like three or four offers that went back and forth before we settled on a winner, and then I think maybe just one or two offers after that. Okay, uh, I mean, obviously the big trade off the bat was Zeke for Julio and Crowell. Uh, how are you feeling? Like you won that trade? I think it's yet to be determined, but I'm okay. feeling fine about it. I didn't really have a great feeling about Zeke going into the season. I drafted him because I kind of had to where I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of, once I drafted him, I kind of always planned on trying to trade him. So okay. at that time, that was the, the best I could get for him. And I've always been a big Julio fan, so works for me. All right. Yeah. All right. We both here are big Julio fans as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, initially critical of the trade uh, from your perspective, but I think he did okay. Uh, I, look, Zeke had a great week last week. Who knows what's to come? Uh, he's a little mm-hmm. banged up. But 
I think through three weeks at least, Julio was looking like the better player in that trade. Uh, you also got Kroll, who you then flipped for Cobb. Uh, but Kroll was a usable piece. Yeah, you piece. guys can, can ding me on that second trade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, Kroll, <laughs> yeah, Kroll may go back to being a big pumpkin. We'll see. Um, so, uh, if you heard me laughing in the background, that's because Boyd pulled up your trade history. Which and... also includes all the decline <laughs> trades we've had between the two of us. You've been trying to trade me Aguilar all season. And honestly, the trade offers for Aguilar have stopped. What's going on? How come uh, you don't want me to have Aguilar anymore? Well, I, I listened to the podcast. Oh, okay. and you, uh, vehemently requested that I no longer sent you offers. So that I does not mean that I don't want you to continue to offer me Aguilar. I feel like we should uh, start the discussion for Aguilar again. It, well, it's just kind of our thing, Danny. So here's some um, like, breaking news slash insider goss. So we have a little uh, three-way trist happening where it was... You and I, we just went through with a trade yesterday... Alan Jones, Dion Lewis. How, firstly, how do you feel about the trade? Uh, I feel fine about it. Uh, I liked Aaron Jones. Obviously, I drafted him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been back for two games now, and the Packers still seem to be going with a three-headed monster. Mm-hmm. And Dion Lewis only has to really share with one other guy, and that other guy kind of sucks. So I kind of like the Dion Lewis part of the deal. Yeah. So what I saw also was, I don't know if it was Boyd that offered you Tyler Lockett for Alan Jones. Yeah, let's get into this a little bit. Because yesterday I offered you Lockett for Jones and you declined and then accepted some trade with AJ. Like, like I thought we were opening a discussion. Lockett was probably not the best guy I could have offered. I was just trying to start the discussions and you went trade him to somebody else. What's up, Danny? You don't want me to have Aaron Jones? Well, what happened was AJ messaged me in the WhatsApp and asked mm. about a trade. So we had been uh, kind of discussing, and then we had come to an agreement before I even saw your offer. Okay. So I had already accepted AJ's offer before I even knew that you were making another offer. So that's what happened there. All right. Ha ha. But I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have wanted Lockett anyway, if that's, <laughs> if that's the information you're looking for. Uh, all right. Well. So FYI... Danny, just this afternoon, I may have got a similar uh-huh. trade offer from Boyd. I may be trying to trade Tyler Lockett. Anybody, if you would like Tyler Lockett, he is available. All right, let's get in. Let's get into our matchup a little bit. You obviously kicked my ass real good, and I thoroughly disappreciate that because it was my birthday week matchup. But uh, tell me about Sunday a little bit, because from my perspective, um, I'm golfing in the city of Yakima. It was a beautiful day. I got up in the morning, checked. All the player news, nothing really to worry about. Chris Carson was totally expected to play. And at the turn, it's about 11.50, I check, and Chris Carson's inactive. And he was in my running back slot. I didn't have any other running backs I felt comfortable starting. If it was a flex, I could have thrown a receiver in, but it was not. So I had to go pick up a running back on the waiver wire. Come to find out, Danny DeBruin is all over the waiver wire. Technical difficulties. We have lost contact. Danny. Sorry about that. I think we got uh, disconnected on the WhatsApp. All right. Where did we? Where did you last hear me talking? Uh, you started to talk about Sunday, and you're playing golf. 
And okay. then most people like zone out. So right. I like Boyd's phone now. Do you think you can splice this back together? Okay. I'll no, just... no, I'm just gonna let this on. Oh jeez. There's so much gold in here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I'm on the golf course and I I check my phone. Chris Carson inactive. Uh, so it puts me in a bit of a position because I got to go pick up a running back because I didn't really feel comfortable starting uh, Nick Chubb. Turns out I probably should have, but I didn't. I mean, he hadn't done jack yet this year. So I go into the waiver yeah, wire. Yeah, you couldn't have known that was going to happen. Couldn't have known that was going to happen. So I get in the waiver wire. I see Danny DeBruin making all sorts of moves for running backs. Were you trying to block me? Hell yeah, I was trying to block you. <laughs> so, touche, sir. Touche. I, I, I appreciate that. Honestly, when I thought that. you picked up Yuschek, I thought that was a pretty good move. So this I was, leads I was me hoping. into like, one of the questions that's been burning a lot of, a lot of teams here. Which is, are you a fantasy fantasy savant or a fantasy idiot? Because we've seen moves that say, oh, you're really smart. You're making some really smart moves. And then we've seen moves where we're like, what What are you doing? I don't know. Maybe I'm somewhere in the middle. Or maybe I'm just trying to set you guys up. I mean, I'll say this for your moves. I, I do appreciate the effort because I have not been immune to playing a little defense. It didn't actually work, though, because like, as soon as you drop somebody, then they just go back to free agency. So I could have picked up ProSize and I could have picked up Steven Ridley, but I appreciate the, the sentiment there. Oh, so again, <laughs> you can drop people and they will go to waivers if you've held them for a day. Yes. Well, so if you held them overnight, essentially, then that's when they go to waivers. But if you drop them and, or if you pick them up and drop them same day, then they just go right back to free agency. Oh, uh, is that the rule in the league? That, so I that's, was wondering that's how come somebody was able to like drop somebody and pick them up like ten minutes later. Yeah, like Corey <laughs> with his Niners defense and Mark Walton, over right. and over and over again. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this week's matchup, you are the marquee matchup with your buddy, Andrew Lee, who got you into the league. How are you feeling? I am feeling uh, extremely confident. Yeah? I will be absolutely shocked if I do not win this week. <laughs> okay, 17-point favorite. We've certainly seen bigger favorites, but uh, ESPN likes your team quite a lot this week. As they should. Are you are you worried at all about any of his players? Maybe that Goff Cup connection coming up here to uh, Earl Thomas's Seattle team? Uh, no, not at all. In fact, the last I checked, he was going to start Luck instead of Goff, so he's going to go away from the combination that scored him all of his points last mm. week. When they're playing a Seattle defense that is frankly not any good anymore, so I'm not really sure what my opponent's thinking this week. <laughs> Um, so, a couple of questions to end it, like, general questions. So, do you support the 49ers or the Rams or who are you a fan of for people that don't follow the WhatsApp group? Yeah, the uh, Niners are on my team. Uh, born and raised in the Bay Area. Uh, I've had season tickets for the Niners since I was about 10 years old, so they are definitely my team. Everybody follows the WhatsApp group, for the record. <laughs> and, and everybody listens to the podcast. Let me, Danny, I feel like you're our number one listener. Is that true? Do you, do you like the podcast? Do you love the podcast? Or do you hate to listen to it, but you listen every week? Uh, it's 
I love to listen to it because it gives me something to do at work. <laughs> Perfect. The content is leaves a little bit to be desired, but <laughs> like I said, it has it has entertainment value. That's all we're going for. Yeah. And so, <laughs> lastly, before we let you go, would we? Is there a chance we see you up in Seattle at some point? Yeah, we'd love to put a face to a name. Yeah, you don't even have a team image. I do hate your team name, but you know, I, I'll let that slide for now. Yeah, well, I was hoping it was going to, you know, look good when come week sixteen the Niners were a playoff team, but yeah. that has oh. quickly gone down the drain. Uh, but as far as the Seattle thing, uh, probably not this uh, football season, but uh, maybe next year for the draft, I'll be able to make it up there. Perfect. Nice. Now. Uh, getting back to your team image just real quick here, uh, is it possible for you to put a picture of Kyle Shanahan's face on a centaur <laughs> and make that your team emblem? I think we'd all like that. Yeah, I mean, you could choose oh, a different emblem. You I'm could choose sure a griffin possible. or an elephant, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boyd's maybe animal rankings. Maybe a centaur, jackalope. Centaur, griffin, elephant, jackalope. Yeah, are we getting yeah. into some weird fetish or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know anyone who would like those animals that way. Well, I sure do. Like, Griffin and Phoenix are probably, like, some of my top animals. Yeah. They're the best I'll tell you, if you want to create the image and then send it to me, I will put it up. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, best of luck this week in uh, taking down Andrew, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Boy, JJ, always a pleasure. Take care, guys. All right. See ya. So continuing on into the marquee matchup of the week, which is Danny versus Andrew. Best buds. And it's predicted to be 105 to 88. Danny has the edge. Danny has been performing, as we said, quite well. Yes. Three and one on the season. Andrew two and two. This is one of only two matchups this week in which both teams are at or above five hundred. Uh, I mean, look. After last week, I don't think we know uh, what to expect from Andrew's teams. Uh, predictions once again have him, you know, in the eighties and nineties. But I mean, Goff just went for forty-seven, and he's facing a Seahawks defense without Earl Thomas. Uh, so who knows? I mean, that Goff Cup stack could be the great equalizer in this matchup here. Uh, looking well. Here's the thing, though. I would trust Cooks over Goth. Yeah, Cooks over Cup. Okay. And Danny is starting Cooks. Yes. So he is going to steal some points back. If Goff goes for another 400 yards, <coughs> excuse me, Cooks probably getting 150 of those, and those 150 yards are worth a lot more to Cooks than they are to Goff. Okay. I could buy that. Cooks being on Danny's team, Goff being on Andrew's team. Uh, I mean, just positionally, uh, we got Goff for Andrew, and in a bit of a surpriser, Danny currently has Stafford in a starting lineup as opposed to Mahomes. Doesn't trust Mahomes. If we if we believe that that is going to continue, then I got to give the edge to Goff here. I mean, the way he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I and like then Ajahi versus Connor. Or, yeah, let's go to Jahi versus Connor. I would go with the Jahi. Right. Uh, if he's not injured. I don't know that I'm 
going to give you that one off the bat. I might go Connor there. I mean, look, Le'Veon is most likely coming back, as we heard on the wire this week. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Connor's playing for his job a little bit right now. You know, he, he had that first week in which he wanted to prove we didn't need Le'Veon and then kind of relaxed a couple of weeks. I don't know how NFL players think, but that's how <laughs> I would think. And now that Lev, Lev's coming back, he's got to work a little harder now. So, okay. I mean, just the running backs together, we got Connor and Lindsey for Danny and Ajayi and John, Carryon Johnson for Andrew. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty close. I would say Connor over Ajayi, but then I would go Carryon over Lindsey. Um, well, here's an interesting question. <coughs> Who would you start if you had to start one of the Denver running backs? Would you start Lindsey or Fleeman? Lindsey. Fleeman. Mm, interesting. Are we going to put another bet? Uh, what are we saying? From here on out or this week? From here on out. Here on out? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, usage comes into play here. I think Freeman is probably a little more talented, although I don't think either one's particularly talented, and they seem intent on using Freeman, but what the hell? I'll take Lindsay. Okay, I'm taking Freeman. Put it on board. Okay, we have to stop saying that. It's been <laughs> copyrighted by another podcast. It has. We've got emails and letters. I Guys. hope that that gets out and that we get a cease and desist from some other podcast that shall rename remain nameless uh okay so running back group i think i do actually go with andrew on this just because i like johnson a lot better than Lindsay. Mm-hmm. uh wide receivers cooks and jones for danny cup and hopkins for andrew pretty close pretty close pretty even uh just based on their matchups i would probably go jones over hopkins really yeah okay. You like Dallas's defense against Houston as opposed to Pittsburgh's defense against yep. Atlanta? Yeah. Dallas's defense, like their secondary is decent. They've invested some in that. Whereas mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's. Pff. Pittsburgh puts up like 40 points on defense. <laughs> well, that Houston Dallas, that's the Battle of Texas, Sunday Night Football. In Houston, I feel like uh, DeAndre is going to want to perform in front of the big lights of sunday night football i hope he does i think uh i think the edge has got to go to danny here i i really like cooks and i really like julio and uh you know hopkins and cup are also pretty damn good mm-hmm. but i'm gonna give a slight edge to danny on this one so same as me uh yes <laughs> tight end uh we got uh james earl graham for Danny and Austin Hooper, fresh wave wire pickup uh, for Andrew. Uh, I guess I go Jimmy Graham, but I hate him. Just just as a human. Yeah, personal. Just personal reasons. Personal grievances aside, yeah. yes, Jimmy Graham. And then the flex. Okay, I believe uh, the flex is Dion Lewis versus Calvin Ridley. And given past two weeks' performance, you have to give it to Ridley. I think so, too. Uh, I love that Danny's putting his new acquisition right in the starting lineup. Of course. That's what I would do. Uh, I mean, we'll just say Deion Lewis facing Buffalo. Uh, who knows what happens in that game, but if it's a blowout, then presumably they're running the ball a lot, and I don't know if that's good for Henry or Lewis, but <laughs> one of the two of them is probably going to get a lot of carries. Uh, God, it's hard to go against Ridley, though. I mean, you had that big 40-pointer, followed it up with another two-touchdown performance. Uh, he's actually scored a touchdown in yeah. every okay. career, every you know, career NFL game. Do you know what the bullshit thing is? What's that? Well, like, Ridley was only on for, like, 
a very, very low number of snaps. I think he only got four targets, which he caught. Mm. That's for, all he needs. That's, and that's he got fantastic. two touchdowns out of it. I'm like, far out. Yes, I was playing Andrew last week. That was a very frustrating thing to watch. I'm sure. All right, so defense, kicker, whatever. Uh, who are you like in this matchup? Um, I will go... I I can't believe Andrew, Andrew will keep doing what he's been doing, which is just pulling shit out of his ass. Like, okay. That's pretty much what he does. Yeah. So I'll go with Danny, but Andrew's probably just going to pull like... Carrion's probably going to put up like 25 points and win him the week. Hmm. Uh, perfect, because I'm going to go with Andrew. I like the direction his team is heading. Uh, I like that Rams offense against the Seahawks defense. I Look, I on a uh, personal Seahawks fan note, I think there's still a chance the Seahawks win. It obviously doesn't look good, and we've seen what happens to this defense when they lose Earl. So I like those Rams. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I kind of like Andrew on uh, irrational as far as fantasy purposes go, note of welcoming Danny to the league by beating him. So uh, I think they'll both be three and two uh, at the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the rest of our matchups. Uh, next one is Corey versus me. Yes. Uh, who do you have? Closest projection of the week. Uh, you are projected as a 1.2 point favorite. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think you're going to crush him. Okay. Stop picking me. <laughs> Can you not pick me? Like, okay, I don't know if you've been keeping up, but every single week that Boyd picks me, I lose. You're right. You know what? As funny as it is, uh, I think I'm actually going to go the other way, and I'm going to pick Corey. Uh, just because just cause I kind of want you to win. I want <laughs> also, to... Corey isn't starting a kicker yet, so he'll have a five to six point advantage. Yeah, well, he'll probably drop, uh, you know, one of his favorites uh Njoku or Devontae Parker <laughs> so, or 49ers defense but then he'll pick up Devontae Parker and then he'll drop them for a kicker the, um, but I'm gonna go with Corey that way uh Corey loses because whatever I do you do the opposite so <laughs> I'll get you in this week I'll pick Corey officially okay I don't pick my own matchups yes uh next matchup we've got Eric and Tansy uh, current projections have this as an 18-point spread in favor of Eric. Uh, Eric's getting some dudes back. He's got uh, McCaffrey back from bye. Cook is presumably healthier, um, still potentially on a pitch count, uh, whatever that means in football terms. Uh, and then Carson Wentz, Robert Woods, Zach Ertz. Uh, I think I'm talking myself into Eric this week. Okay, I am going to pick Tony. Okay. Got any uh, no, insight or no, all right? I, I want to beat you in picks. All right, uh, moving right along, we've got Barrett and Holtzclaw. Barrett is a, a slim two point four point favorite. Mm-hmm. Who you like in this one? I so interesting that she's starting Lothersberger away. Now let's see if Barrett listens to us and starts her other QB. A little-known guy named Aaron mm-hmm. instead of Lothersberger. And if she does, then we definitely know she's listening to us. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. Uh, Holtzclaw is getting Mark Ingram back, uh, which is great because he uh, has a couple of pretty decent running backs in there now. But I think I still like Barrett in this one. 
Yep, I will go with Barrett. As long as she continues to start Ben Roethlisberger, because that is definitely what she should do. Definitely should not start Aaron Rodgers. I am saying she should start Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll see what she does. We'll see which one of us she listens to. Uh, Whoever she starts, uh, that's definitely whose advice she's taking this week. Okay. Uh, Next matchup, we have Baker and Laura. Current projections have this as 5.2 point edge for Laura. Who do you like? Uh... Oh, we've got the battle of the Baltimore running backs. Uh, Laura has Alex Collins, Baker's Buck Allen. Also known as Javorius. Yes. Uh, Bake starting Vance, Vance Refrigeration McDonald. Fresh off a nine-point waiver ad. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Bake's team is... Bake's team is seriously injured. Seriously injured, yeah. Like Fournette, injured. Olsen, injured. Shepard, questionable. Doyle, injured. McKinnon, on IR. Special shout out to Bake for owning three tight ends at the same time. Also, granted two of them are hurt. Just but... wait, it's not over yet. Howard, on by. Barber, on by. Mm. So he literally has one startable, potentially two with Shepard, bench players. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Jeffrey gets injured. Or Peterson gets injured and pulled last game. Well, he doesn't have any backup running backs to put in there in case (laughs) Peterson can't go. So this could get interesting for Bake. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with Laura. She is 4-0. Hasn't lost Mm -hmm. yet. I've done a pretty good job of picking for Laura. So, Laura, don't let me down this week. I'm going with you. So I will... I'm going to pick Bake. Baker, excellent. Yeah. Excellent choice. Why? No idea. <laughs> the just, other interesting just thing... Just zig when I zag. The other interesting thing is, as of now, they're starting the defenses that are playing each other. Seahawks and Lambs. Yeah, that could get interesting. Well, it's no correlation to fantasy. But... I feel like Laura may pick up a different defense for this week, because uh, Rams have not been kind to opposing fantasy defenses. That's up until this week. Up until this week, yes. And the Seahawks will show them out. Yeah. Uh, And then last but not least, we've got me versus Christina. This is the other matchup of two teams that are at or above 500. Uh, Currently, Christina is supposed to beat me by 20 points. Uh, Do you trust the projections, or are you going with an upset special in this one? Uh, I actually don't trust the projections. I think she's going to beat you by, like, 40 points. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Unless... Uh, you decide to put in DJ Moore. Mm, and then you would pick uh, me to lose by more or to win this week? Lose by less. Lose by <laughs> less. Oh, okay. So I definitely think you're going to put in DJ, uh, DJ Moore, maybe Tyler Lockett mm. uh, for Will Fuller, who is injured. There could be a, a hefty amount of garbage time in that Seahawks-Rams game, so maybe I do want Tyler Lockett in there. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the Bosa lineup. Well, I think you should start both Atlanta running backs, but that's me. Yeah, you think so? We'll see. That's going to be a blowout. You think blowout or shootout? Shootout, blowout, same thing. It's got potential. I would say that if it's a shootout, that's probably more a passing thing, especially uh, with their current offensive coordinator, former Husky head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, who is a huge piece of crap, and I hate his game planning because it is killing my (laughs) fantasy team right now. 
It nearly killed my fantasy team last year with Julio Jones, even though I did win. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't be me if I didn't pick uh, for myself, so I'm going to stick with tradition and pick myself in the upset special of the week. Okay. All right, so uh, last week uh, we didn't do so well. We did, uh, I got two and four, uh, you were two and three. That puts me at 14 and 10 on the season, and you are 13 and seven. Yep. I still have more wins than you, but uh, you're uh, stretching that lead in percentage points. Yeah. Okay, so to this week's <coughs> weekly prize, all I can say is, what the fuck? This one is going to be the most fun uh, weekly prize of the week, because you're, you're really no. going to be studying the points. Basically, let's get right into it. I'm calling okay. this one the Sylvester vs. Tweety. So... On your own team, uh, you count up the points for your bird team players. That's Seahawks, Cardinals, Falcons, Eagles, Ravens. And the point of the week is to get the most points from bird players. The caveat is that on your opponent's team, however many points they score with their cat players, which Bengals, Lions, Panthers, Jaguars, and includes defenses and kickers, uh, that subtracts from your bird total. So if I get... 80 okay. points, let's say, from Seahawks and Falcons, and Christina gets 40 points from Bengals and Jaguars, then I get 40 points, uh, 80 minus 40. So whoever has the most bird points taking away their opponent's cat points uh, wins the 999 this week. Exactly, viewers, listeners. <laughs> what the fuck? So uh, for strategy purposes, play all your bird players. And if, your cat players. And, and play your cat players. Cat players do not count for your own total, but they can take away your opponent's total. So if your opponent is playing a bunch of bird players and you don't want them to win 99, play your cat players because that'll really kind of put a wrench in their strategy. So, yeah. Whatever. I don't have many of these cat or bird players. I'm just like, this is bullshit. We will really find out this week what's better, cats or birds. Or we'll never let Boyd pick the weekly places again. That's not true. <laughs> well, we were talking about it, and we were like, this is actually a good thing. As long, And we do have, FYI, it's little number four in our official rule book of don't be a douche. Uh, so down below that would be, as the winner, one of your other prizes is to pick the weekly prizes or the yes. weekly challenges. And this is mine. And if anybody else wants to uh, try to take me down and create a weekly prize for next week, then by all means, you're sure welcome to try. They can't. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you were just saying that if you win the league, you get to create a weekly prize for the next year. Isn't that what you are yes. saying? That's what I was saying. But you said next week. I said week? Yes. Whatever. <laughs> okay, ignoring all of that, uh, we're going to sign off for this week. And good luck to all of you. I hate Boyd for picking me every week, except for this week. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I want to throw you down this week. <laughs> so bye for now. And happy fantasy football. See you guys.